Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here. Gonna talk today about Out of Shadows, the documentary, if you want to call it that, that I did my uh, very long thread reviewing and debunking. And I wanted to talk about the fact that the video is very fluffy, it's very light. It tells us who the bad guys are and says, eh, they're Satanists, but. Beyond the fact that they hurt kids, which is really bad, it doesn't really get into the nature of what the New World Order is and what the Illuminati are all about. Uh, I'm going to break format here a little bit and just answer a question from Derek, uh, who says, Are you surprised they didn't cram in anything about lizard people or few on Jew hate in the dark? And I think that was very important that they didn't do this. This was the point of this kind of video, is that they wanted to keep it accessible. They wanted to keep it at like the level one layer of the Illuminati New World Order thing. They didn't want to get into QAnon. They didn't want to get into Lizard People or the Elder Protocols of Zion or any of the other crazy stuff. Even though Satanism is really crazy. It's something people understand. They know the satanic panic. They've heard that story before. They get the gist of it. So that kind of thing is accessible for your average person. So they worked really hard at telling a tale that was as in a way, boring as possible when it comes to conspiracy theories. They only touched on the historical record that kind of benefits them. MKUltra, Operation Paperclip, the Gulf of Tonkin. That they even went into Pizzagate at all was kind of crazy. But they primed you for Pizzagate by spending nearly 50 minutes beforehand building up the nature of what these monsters were like 
and then they break out the Bethesda emails and they try to make it sound as bad as they possibly can when again it really there's really no there there there's nothing to it it's it's absurd it's ridiculous but hey they got an agenda to push and they're going to push it so this is what they've done and so you have all these things happen and you have Liz Crocken uh, Crokin, however you say her name, freaking out, and you have Ship freaking out, and the stuntmen are freaking out, and they're they're just trying to get you to dig into this stuff on your own. The reason why they kept bringing up Katy Perry all the time in this video, and it was very weird that they didn't show us the clip of Katy Perry jokingly saying that she sold her soul to the devil. I thought that was going to be guaranteed inclusion. But they brought up Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Beyonce. They brought them all up because if you, quote-unquote, do your own research, it will draw you in further to the Illuminati. It will draw you in further to the New World Order and then via that QAnon. And so those singers, these people, are kind of a conduit for this stuff because for the hardcore lunatic New World Order believers... Whenever they see one of them, it's just red meat. It's just, oh man, this is the this is the good stuff. He's telling the truth about these monsters. And Marina Ibramovich, who is literally someone that has only been brought to my attention by these lunatics. Whenever anyone uh, tells me that I'm promoting QAnon, I I roll my eyes because I'm pretty sure that anyone finds out about this stuff is finding it out finding out about it from other worse sources, but. Honestly, Marina Abramovich, a performance artist. Who finds out about performance artists unless you're into that community and you're into that kind of thing? QAnon has elevated her so much because they need to have people to hate. So they've really raised the visibility of this woman who is a niche performer at absolute best. Now she's got a Microsoft commercial that they pulled down because QAnon had such a fit over her. So, I mean... It's, it's crazy. But this was the point of the documentary, in quotation marks around the word documentary, to give you a very light, fluffy view of what these people believe in. And like Liz Crocken was like full-blown QAnon. She's an adrenochrome lunatic. She's all of these things. They, they kept her from speaking the truth a lot. Because again, they wanted and, and they wanted to frame Pizzagate as something other than just a psychotic uh, misreading of Fidesz's emails that led to somebody shooting up a pizza joint and make it into Pizzagate is Epstein, which is absolute nonsense. And I think that uh, the guy who runs Comic Ping Pong should sue them for that, really, honestly. But there was one moment, and I had said in my teaser. Uh, my teaser tweets about this, that it was an on-air personality who uh, let the mask slip for a moment when I was actually mistaken. Although, if you believe the Berenstein Bears uh, crazy people that talk about alternate dimensions, I may have not misremembered this. I may have actually remembered it accurately, but when I back, went back to change the tape, check the tape, uh, the tape had changed, and now I'm living in an alternate timeline, and this is proof of this... Uh, reality-altering event, and now I need to understand that the good guys are 
trying to signal me by changing reality. And yes, this is a real thing that people really believe. People will believe anything. But uh, what I was going to say is that the narrator, at one point, goes on a little bit of a stem winder, and I feel like when they were doing this movie, they worked really hard to make sure that Stuntman 1 and 2 kept it on the rails, that a ship kept it on the rails, and especially Liz kept it on the rails, so that everyone just gave us, again, that, that easy, smooth glide of just the bad guys are Satanists who hurt kids and do subliminal messages, and they've infiltrated our government, and they're bad people, and we need to root them out and fight corruption and arrest, try and convict the kitty diddlers and the Satanists because we love Jesus and that's all this is about is just a fight of honest, hardworking, salt-of-the-earth good people against really bad, awful people. They didn't want to get into the weird stuff because then you you go to crazy town, people you lose people. They, they stop buying into what you're, the product you're selling. But the narrator himself at one point uh, slipped up. And it was right after they had started talking about the weird claim that Michael Aquino had been arrested for running a pedophile ring and that he had 50 children accuse him of sexual impropriety and that he got away with it because he had a good lawyer. And none of this is true. He was never arrested. Um, just absolutely slandered by ship for no good reason. But um, the gist of all of this was that after they finished that section, they cut to a part about the uh, psychological warfare that Aquino had been pioneering. And they talked about micro uh, microwaves and radios and like sending these signals into a country to try to like poison the minds of the populace there. And the narrator talks about how these signals and these microwaves are used to destabilize the United States and other Western nations. And then they pull away from that and they go on to the next topic. But... I remember hearing that and my ears pricked up because it ran, it ran contrary to everything else they had said in the film up to that point. Because up to that point, this whole story was about us being complacent sheep, that we're not questioning the rule of our leaders, that we're obeying and being subservient and allowing them to practice their satanic rituals, sacrifice children to Moloch, do all the things they're doing, and and letting them uh, pump us full of their satanic music, uh, movies, television, all that kind of stuff. Just, it was like they live, where we are these docile sheep and the aliens are just conquering us through subversion and infiltration instead of invasion. And that was the objective. That was the plan. But 
now the narrator's talking about destabilizing America and Western nations. And you listen to that, and it's like, why would they want to destabilize anything? They're winning. They've won. The status quo benefits them immeasurably. This is good for them. And I realized after a couple seconds of listening to it that what he was talking about was the one world government, which is the idea that eventually all nations will fall under the globalist agenda, and like the UN is usually used as the vehicle for this kind of thing, that the UN will rise up and take over everything, and then we will have just one government that runs the entire planet, and there will be no nations. And the head of the one world government is the Antichrist, and this leads to the end of days, and then God shows up and wins, and all that kind of stuff. And it, it really becomes very much like the book of Revelation. And that kind of talk, you got to really kind of be into this stuff for a while to get into the one world government and the rise of the Antichrist and pro the prophecy of the Bible being foretold. Because that's, uh, that's a little strange. It's a little strange compared to just uh, a bunch of Satanists throwing parties and doing stuff and that kind of thing. So it was really interesting that the people who made the documentary had done so much to keep everything tight, to keep everything on the, on the on level one Illuminati belief system. And the narrator himself dipped into level two, and, and then ever they're like, whoa, 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 let's uh, dial that back, buddy, dial that back. Let's not be talking about the one world government. Let's not be talking about uh, the globalists, because that that way lies trouble. Let's keep this. Let's keep this fuzzy. Let's keep this uh, down to just. Uh, subliminal messages in The Lion King about a lady wearing a thong and you can see a lot of her butt. Because that, that's what will destroy America. And, and I mean, again, if you take the movie at face value, they're saying that we've been indoctrinated for a hundred years. What would our society be like if we had had a hundred years of television and radio that was not run by Satanists, like what is the compare and contrast? I mean, if we are the hundred years of satanic infiltration and manipulation, what would the control group look like? What would their society be like? How different would it be? And the answer is not much because the Satanists suck at their jobs. I've said that repeatedly that they're not good. They've not made Satanism appealing or popular or cool. Satanism sucks. Nobody is a Satanist in the way that they claim. The whole worship the bad guy in the Bible Satanism is a thing that is incredibly rare. Like, you really have to go out of your way to find an actual person who's like, the bad guy in the Bible is the guy I worship. Yeah. The, the the Anton LaVey, who they get into 
in the film and Aquino, who they get into the film, were not Satanists that worshipped Satan. They were basically atheists. Well, Aquino had a worshiping, he worshipped a god, but it wasn't Satan. And he was very angry about being called a Satanist. He was a Setian, and he worshipped Set. So he was what you would call an occultist, really. But uh, LaVey was just an atheist who was using Satanism as a shock value tool. And um, the new, like, satanic uh, church that's, that exists nowadays that's in Salem, Massachusetts, they are also pretty much just uh, libertarian atheists who want to use the First Amendment to uh, thumb Christians in the eyes when they try to pull crap. Uh, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's just that kind of thing where... They want to put a uh, religious display on a on public ground. Then the Satanists show up and say, "Okay, here's our statue of Baphomet," and um, the Satanic Temple is what it's called in um, Salem. I should go visit the Satanic Temple. Freak these uh, QAnon people out. Just go there, say hi. The usual stuff. It's Salem, Massachusetts. If you've never been to Salem, Massachusetts, they really lean into the whole witch thing really hard. It's their whole shtick. It's an entire city devoted to an act, really. It's a, it's a really crazy town. They're, it's fun. It's a fun place. Halloween in Salem is everything you might imagine it to be. It's very, very, very wild. Um, October, you make a lot of money if you're a businessman in Salem. Because you're going to get a lot of foot traffic. So, anyways, uh, the actual real slaughter children to a dark god Satanists are a fiction. They're not real. They don't exist. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. These people are literally making something up to get upset about it. That's all it is. I mean, it's really, really foolish. But it's just a great way to make yourself upset for no reason. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And so that is kind of my brief little synopsis of how that uh, how Out of Shadows operated. 
which was it's basically a 90-minute version of Joe M's uh, QAnon, A Plan to Save the World, only it just didn't address QAnon. It didn't really address a way to win, which is the problem with the Illuminati New World Order uh, mindset is that you watch that video and what is your uh, reaction when it when it fades out? You're sad. You're sad. You're angry. And those are negative emotions. I mean, you feel crummy afterwards because you found out that the world you live in sucks. It's monstrous. Terrible people are doing terrible things. And they're powerful, protected, insulated people. And that there is no justice in our world. And the world is cruel and harsh. I mean, the ending of the video is Stuntman 1 and Stuntman 2 trying to talk about being good people and finding faith and trying to get do entertainment that is uh, redemptive and give something back. But that's the best kind of happy ending you can get when you make a story about the Illuminati. It's, it's this really kind of bleak existence where it's like, yeah, hopefully one day Hollywood will be a thing where I can make a movie that doesn't have any gratuitous sex or violence in it and just tells a positive moral message and story. And they're saying this while, like, Slaughterhouse 93, Revenge of the Titty Lady is the biggest movie in America. And they just know that, like, that's the that's the hell we live in now. So it it's really funny that, like, this is the nature of life when you live in the belief that this global satanic pedophile ring exists and is destroying our world in service to a dark god. At least with QAnon, you have Donald Trump here to save the day. And he's coming in to just drop some elbows on people and bring the bad guys to justice. And that's the thing about QAnon, the plan to save the world. At the end of that, you're uplifted, you're motivated, you're galvanized, you're happy because you're told the same thing that Adam Shadows told you, only you're told that Donald Trump's going to take care of it. So when your head hits the pillow that night, rest assured that patriots are in control, my brother. And that's that's the difference. That's why QAnon's way more appealing than the Illuminati. Because one is just terrible, and the other one is hopeful for a moment, and then they get you of all the other stuff, and it, just, it ruins your life, because the hope is false hope. Uh, okay, so let's go. Let's do some questions. Yeah, my first section of questions betrayed me. Let's see, second section of questions. Uh, a AIS Mallard, the guy that does the uh, SCP. God, I'm terrible at uh, that. I'm terrible at remembering things. Writing, he's an awesome dude. He says, "What can we collectively do to minimize the cult's ability to recruit?" Uh, deplatforming thought leaders and grifters comes to mind. Additionally, what do you think? Do you think you will ever come to a head, or just hang around and fester like general conspiracy nuts have done? Um, I think doing what we are doing as it is is about as good as it's going to get for people like us. Uh, having more political leaders speak out, having more mainstream people speak out. I mean. 
uh, I mean, Bill Maher did a segment making fun of Q. Jim Jeffries did a really good uh, segment where he had Jordan Sather on and dunked on him aggressively a long time ago. But the main, the main thing that is good for dealing with this is just exposing it. The more you expose the leaders, the thought leaders of QAnon and their beliefs to the world the more you force them to try to answer for terrible things that they don't have answers for. Such as uh, the drink, the bleach drinking, the anti-vax, uh, the adrenochrome. You just get them on the record on those kinds of things and just watch people ostracize them from polite society. Just watch people look at them and go, okay, we're going to back away now. This, this is not cool. And that's really what this comes down to. It's really important that these people get the attention they want, but they get the attention they want from sources that are not just going to be uh, placating them and promoting them. It's going to be people that actually challenge them and actually ask them questions about this kind of stuff. And, I mean, there are some dirtbags like Praying Medic who can like, try to think on their feet and come up with stuff. And Mark Taylor, the firefighter prophet, He's a kind of guy that has been grifting for years. So those kinds of guys will always be working a scam. They're always going to be hustling. But the main thing is just just call them out on their bullshit and try to get more and more people that matter to call them out on their bullshit. And, I mean, there's plenty of celebrities who have been uh, harassed and annoyed by these people. Uh, Chrissy Teigen hates them. I mean... But there's the, there is a there's a hunger for uh, these people to get what's coming to them, which in this case means for them to be exposed as the lying, hypocritical frauds that they are, who uh, slander and besmirch people for no good reason, levy baseless allegations of uh, child abuse, satanic worship, murder, treason, uh, drug trafficking human trafficking, I mean, everything. I mean, these, these people just absolutely say the, the most horrible things about everyone they don't like because they have no filter, no regulator. They're just, just terrible people that say bad things and think it's cool that they can get away with it, and they shouldn't. They, they, need, to be, they need to have people say, hey, wait, wait a minute, you can't do that. You can't say these things. It is wrong that you're doing this, so stop it. Um, and then... He's, get, he's getting two questions here. I'm giving, I'm giving him two questions. This is a, 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 my generosity is truly the stuff of legends. He says, additionally, do you think Q will ever come to a head or just hang around and fester like the general conspiracy nuts have done? Uh, Q will come to a head either when Trump loses in November or when Trump pushes the coronavirus vaccine. And also, I think it's, again, because I am absolutely a Trump dementia Twitter follower, uh, I should rephrase Trump losing in November to Trump uh, leaving the presidency, either via um, his declining mental health or him losing the election. The whole Biden has dementia thing is literally an attack designed to hide the actual problem with our current president. I am convinced of that. 
you project your weakness onto the other person, and then when they uh, point out your weakness, you say, oh, no, you're the one who's projecting. So, yeah. But anyways, if Trump loses, this thing will explode. I mean, they this is... They started this grift in late 2017, which gave them a long time to grift, a long time to make stuff up. Because the whole Illuminati New World Order thing is not unfalsifiable, as I've always said. You, There will always be a global satanic pedophore ring. You cannot disprove it. People will always believe it exists. People will always believe that Katy Perry dines on human flesh. That's the nature of the world. You're not changing that. We're stuck with it. But... Trump being the president and arresting all these people is falsifiable. And the day that Donald Trump is not capable of arresting all these people and bringing them to justice is the day that a lot of hard questions get asked of QAnon. So that is the first issue. Now, if Trump remains in office, wins re-election, uh, is able to hold the brainworms uh, at bay long enough for the vaccine to come out, then the the Bill Gates manufactured vaccine. <sighs> wow, that's going to be so hilarious. I mean, it's going to be terrible. I mean, Trump remaining president will be terrible on every imaginable level. But this one thin piece of gruel, this one bit of light for me to look at in the sea of darkness will be glorious because... Trump is going to demand everyone get the vaccine. He is going to be out of his mind because he hates the coronavirus because it made him work. It made him do the job of being president. He just wanted the title. He just wanted to be called president. He didn't want any responsibility. He didn't want to actually have to work. He just wanted to golf and shake hands with people and have his minions hash out a business deal with China. And then he swoops in and does the grip and grin of Xi Jinping and and then he's and then he's just like, yeah, Donald Trump closed a great business deal with China. He just wanted to just put his name on everything. He just wanted to have the Trump White House with the Trump presidency and Trump Force One and Trump, Trump, Trump. That's all he wanted. He didn't want to actually do the fucking job. He didn't want to actually have to work. He hates this. It, it, every day that he's got to listen to Dr. Fauci talk about how we're going to deal with this shit, he fucking hates it. He's just miserable. And between the fact that, like, he hates the job, he hates responsibility, he hates having people, like, point out that he's fucking up constantly, it, it, it's awful for him. So, I mean, <clears throat> he's just stuck. And the moment he's given an out, and the vaccine will be his out, the moment he can just say... Uh, the moment the doctors go to him and say, uh, President Trump, Mr. President, we, we have the vaccine. We have the treatment. This, you, people get this shot. They will not get coronavirus. They will not get COVID-19. It's over. We've won. The virus has been beaten back. It'll be the greatest achievement of his life. He will weep tears of joy, and he will demand everyone get inoculated ASAP. He will spend every penny he can to mass produce the drug as quickly as humanly possible and have it out everywhere because he his reptile brain understands that the vaccine is in the normal human non-anti-vax psychopath world a universal good and he will be seen as a good guy for 
getting the vaccine out quickly. And he just wants praise and credit and get pat on the head and be told he's a good president. You're a good president, Mr. Trump. Oh, look at you. You did the good thing, Mr. President. He's a five-year-old. He's a five-year-old who just wants mommy to love him. That's all. That's all it is. And so when he does that, and QAnon will shit themselves. They will absolutely freak the fuck out. It's going to be so brutal. They will hate it. They will hate it so much because they are so looped into the Illuminati New World Order conspiracy theory bullshit. They're so obsessed with that stuff, that thing where it's just the hell world they live in that we're oppressed, that we're trapped, that these bad people rule our lives from every corner of the globe, that they hate vaccines, they hate Bill Gates, they hate everybody. And when Donald Trump jumps on that grenade and says, Bill Gates, save the world, they will not think that that, that Trump turned Gates to make, and made him good. They will think that Gates turned Trump bad. And that will that'll be the end of that. I mean, so the it's really funny that COVID nineteen in a way has really tightened the window of QAnon's uh, grift from what I thought was like really a three year window because I think after the twenty twenty two midterms Trump's uh, power would diminish substantially if he was still president and at that point people would kind of get the hint that he wasn't going to do it that he wasn't going to uh, actually arrest all the bad people. And then they might get a, they might try to get a little hope for a little while, but once 2023 ended and now everyone's actually actively campaigning, maybe they would try to be like, hey, Don Jr. will do it. He, Pat, Dad was just setting it up for the son to clean up shop or whatever, but it just it just wouldn't have the same pizzazz. It would fall apart. But now, now the the hard fast deadline for this thing is probably 2021 because you know that like. Everyone on Earth is working for this vaccine. This is a global effort to uh, test, work, research, study, analyze. They want to get this vaccine out as quickly as humanly possible. They, and everyone's suggesting that it will be a year to 18 months uh, from when they started to when it'll be completed. So that's probably somewhere around... This time next year is what I would consider like the meantime because it's been it's been a few months since they've started researching it, so probably sometime around April twenty twenty one we will have a vaccine, and that's gonna just absolutely drive QAnon out of their fucking minds because they hate they hate the people they hate, and now that Bill Gates is front and center as being this guy that's working hard for the vaccine. The vaccine is bad, and anyone who supports the vaccine is bad, and guess what? Donald Trump's going to support that vaccine like you fucking read about. Oh, he's going to love it so much. Love it so much. And then it'll crash and burn and go back to being the New World Order. The bleak, miserable, no hope, pray for God to step in and intervene and save us, New World Order. And that loses that makes it lose a lot of its popularity because a lot of the popularity of QAnon is the vengeance, the hope that we're going to get ours, that we're powerful, we're strong. It's one thing to be enlightened in about a world of horrors with no answer to those horrors. It's one thing to be to know that vampires are real, 
and to not be able to fight a vampire. It's another thing to know that vampires are real and to have a stake and a bunch of garlic and a cross and a mirror and all the weapons and be ready to murder a vampire. That's the thing. So there's no QAnon is the vampire hunter mythos. And without that, I mean, just knowing about vampires is just making yourself sad. What good is that? It's really, really crummy. Um, and I don't, I don't really have any other questions that I saw. Well, I mean, but I mean, that's a question I love anyways. So I, I did a stem wander on it, as it were. So that is pretty much that. I've got myself to about a half hour or so, which is the power of my train of thought, usually, unless I'm talking about Money Heist, which, God, I'm a sad, pathetic human being. So uh, thank you all for listening for the half hour that I was talking, and I'm going to do some stuff. Uh, you might fi- you might find the audio quality of this podcast was better. You might not. We'll see, because I'm going to hit some buttons here in a few seconds before I upload this thing and see if it all works. Catch you all later. 